Hansen is the Grown Up Noised, a Boston band formed in 2005 with bassist Adam Sinkowski that has had an impressive list of members too long to mention. The Grown Up Noise website says their name represents something to rebel against, like fear, complacency, the closing of your heart, the stress of bills, so many more things. I can imagine the current state of affairs with COVID, the election, and the financial and social hardships we are all experiencing we would all like to rebel. Paul is doing his own rebelling by incorporating some different instruments into his music, but it really all comes down to songwriting. We sat with Paul last week to talk about his new instruments, his songwriting, and how he can't seem to get the smell of fried foods out of his clothes. That will make more sense if you listen to the entire conversation. So here is our conversation with Paul Hansen, recorded at Woods Hill Table in Concord, Massachusetts. Do you have any songs about coronavirus? I, I do not. I do <laughs> That's not. good. <laughs> but it was weird to like have a, like an album like in the can and then all this happened. You're and not the like, only do one. Do I release it? Yeah, I know. I, I was like, yeah, it was just weird. It was ready to go? Yeah, it was ready to go. But then it was like, I shouldn't release it because some people are like, don't release. You know, you shouldn't be releasing music now. And then everything that happened with, with George Floyd and the whole movement. But then some people are like, we still need music. So there's like at least at least with some of my musician friends there seemed to be like a little bit of a tug of war about what to do about music. I think everyone was concerned about stealing the thunder from Taylor Swift. Who, <laughs> I didn't know what you were gonna say. That's what it was. And no one wanted to you know take that's, away from her. As we sh- as we dare not. I no, mean, like, I would. Like, well, kinda, I'm not looking for that kind of danger. No, I know. <laughs> no. I mean, could you imagine yeah, no, the tabloids, Paul Hansen versus Taylor Swift? I know. Yeah. No, you're not looking that for that kind of. No, fun. I mean it's okay that my album is better, but I, I could see some good covers of the Grown Up Noise by Taylor. <laughs> right. It'd be sweet. It's like the I mean, opposite. She could cover and do a lot of things. It's well. It's like the opposite yes. of 1989 when Ryan Adams covered, right. her, covered her. Yeah, I think we're on to something. She covers a No Name Loser, and it becomes a huge <laughs> album. People are like, "Who is this band?" <laughs> well, Paul. It's nice to see you. You guys too. And I told you that now you're my favorite band. Because yeah, thank I, you. I no, heard, half of them is. He mentioned you, Ron, mentioned you. God, it had to be like it's three the, I years ago. I think it was ago. probably in like 88. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Like we have to have Paul Hanson on. He's a band called The Grown Up Noise. And, and, and you just, you made the list. You've been on our list forever. And I appreciate that because I feel like I'm just trying to like hang on like people don't forget about me. I'm trying to still make good music. So, so I really appreciate it oh, no, that, I'm, no. that I'm on the list that I, sl- I slid in. I mean, well, you know, we put a lot of people on the list just to make them feel better, you know, but you were on the real list, but, but then you, you reached out, but it wasn't through, Oh, it's through the website, not through you. Yeah. So really I'm responsible for getting him on. Well, I think I emailed yeah. you as well one time, but you, he might. Well, you know what? It's funny. Cause I mean, just, I talk with, Beth a lot yes. at work when I I cover at Spalding sometimes around a weekend and 
I think she does a lot of weekends, right? Yeah, I mean, right? unfortunately, they have to do a certain amount. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I'll run into her, and his wife Beth's great. She sings. Right? Have I, have I met her? Does yes. I see, I've seen some old footage of you guys jamming on stage, like TT the Bears, right? Uh, or no, other actually, places? she she performed. We performed together in a band way back in Ohio. Okay. Together, but she actually hasn't performed here. She was more of a poet, but she does sing. Ah. But she has been playing a little bit of bass with me. Oh, cool! In the basement. Oh, yeah. cool! But she does mo- she does poetry. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was mainly her thing. I mean, she sings a little bit too. But yeah. but we met in like a amazing, pretentious, like Sonic Youth poetry band of the '90s. Like we were the '90s. <laughs> it was fun. That's we awesome. And then the only to learn in the 2000s, like no one gives a. Fu- but it was like yeah, you can was, swear. Right. I can't. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so but I wouldn't trade it. It was it was awesome. That's it's great. like Matt York. His, his he met his wife. She was she was a bass player. Yeah. Band. Oh right, that's right. So music. so Beth and I have over the years have talked about the grown up noise, and uh, I was gonna make a bad joke about how they're you know finally growing up. But Aww, it's, uh, it's um, true. And so but that's the greatest thing. It's like Peter it's Pan. You know, you never you never grow up. You know. No. And so 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 Beth and I I've listened to it. I've loved the music, and we've talked about it. And anyway, so then. Talk to Chuck, and here we are. And thank here you. Here we are. And I gotta say, also to you guys, thank you for what you're doing because I feel like uh, above the basement kind of just kind of landed and started rising as as Boston was in like danger <laughs> of just this artistic suffocation. So, so thank you. It was like one of the positives out of whatever is happening in Boston is above the basement. Oh, well, that's very so nice thank of you to say. Thank you very much. Seriously, doesn't it feel like it's just finally, closing in more and more? Like, finally come out of the basement, which is what? good. Yeah. But no one knows what to do. Appreciate it. Yeah. Nobody knows what's happening. And so people are, you know, I think Hasim never stopped doing stuff. They just did a big thing with um, Lawyer McKenna, with Marcarelli at Passim. She had a new album coming out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to your point, We've had Rai uh, Kavanaugh on, and he had an album that he put out, and he's not going to tour it. He's not going to go play it. Um, right. A bunch of people have had albums that they're about to go tour on. Yeah, How do you no do that? Everything is frozen, and now, but there's this, and there's whatever the the streaming show, the pre-recorded show is going to be more of a thing. Have you been doing that? Have you been uh, doing the streaming show? I actually j- just, I've been kind of, resisting just out of just because I've still been teaching a, a ton online and I'm with the kids during the day so I'm like just my energy level is I'm just it, it by like 9 p.m. I just want to eat nachos <laughs> um, but I finally I'm going to do a, a thing for once with uh, the band field day oh, cool. we can do like a pre-recorded show and then I so I'm so I'm going to come out of my show I want to do the live stream thing and then more shows so I'm going to start doing that I just haven't up until now I've just been I don't know Surviving. Figuring it out. Yeah. I get yeah. it.
Seven and uh, four. Guthrie's almost five. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know, trying to, I mean, trying to ha- hang with them is fine. But then when it's like, hey, you should teach them things or like we should do school like things, at least towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, it was hard because I, I kind of just do what I want with them. Yeah. You know what I mean, like I feel like at this age, yeah. we're hanging together. Like if I have anything to offer them, whether it be music, art, yeah, it's history, what you're philosophy. Good at. Yeah, this I I want to give them because I've so many people have told me you know when they get a little bit older, your influence on them, whatever they're going to take from you is done. So 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 <laughs> yeah. now I just want to like yeah. not Man, brain. So we won't use the word guys. brainwash, but I want to admit whatever. If there's anything good that I've wasted my life on that I can offer them, I, I want to do that. So if we're going to watch inappropriate things, but then discuss them afterwards, right. I'll, I'll consider that education of some kind. That or actually, eat nachos, but I, make the nachos better. You know, I we'll think, work on making them better. I right. Like that. Yeah, I think good. that could be a really successful podcast. <laughs> is to be with like five and a seven year old oh. or four and six and just watch like a really inappropriate movie. Eating and nachos then with my discuss kids. Discuss it what it's after and see what they took out of it. Yes. You know, because there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Like, uh, yeah, they love it too because they've already they've made some. Well, we make some like movies. And um, they were like using red marker for gore, and, yeah, and, um, really? and but they were into the c- camera angles because I was quick right away to be like, you know, someone had to first design that scary mask face, <laughs> and then someone had to make it, and then the director had to make sure that camera angles worked and it was scary. So I kind of like from the start, I tried to kind of break all these things down. So hopefully they look at it from a, a writerly point yeah. of view to not be terrified. I Artistic. mean, sometimes they're like, I had a yeah. nightmare, but most of the time it's. It's it's uh, wow somebody made that so I try to just say that right away somebody right. came up with that and then someone had to well speaking of directing and and, and, and artistry like you're mentioning it makes me think of that real beautiful uh, new video with the uh, the robot the song is called Lo- was it the lonely, lonely days lonely yeah. days I find myself in a trance watching mm, it because yeah, I, me too. the music is great your your voice is uh, kind of tr- not trance-like, but I'm, I'm kind of connected to your voice as, uh, as a sound, not just the words. And, and I, I want to talk about that, too. But I think that the, uh, there was a good call to marry that with the, uh, a very, you know, an animator that was, must have been a very interesting experience. Yes. But I like the two of them, to, the two things together. The Thank you. Thank animation. you. That was, that was, that was intentional because I, I knew... I wanted there to be something visual connected to the song, to the album. And then so I kind of had the idea for that story. And then I started reaching out to these animators, which you can find on Twitter. And I, I found them through, of course, like the, the mecca of animators is um, they might be giants. Right. They have so many videos, claymation, animation, stop motion mixed with. They're like, so I just found some ones that were just that I fell in love with. And I was like, you know, do, 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 oh, who is that? Who is I'm going to find that person. And they got huh. back. And then, and then we started going back and kind of finishing the story. And when, when Brad like first sent it, I was like, I don't want to be weird. I'm like emailing him like, but I like, I cried a little bit. And like, cause 
because I'm not even sure. Even some people are like, what does it mean? And then yeah. the other weird thing is yeah. it was completed before COVID. So it was like, so the loneliness was kind of for me about the band slowly leaving. But, but then it kind of took on this other thing, I feel like, for what's happening now with all of us kind of being, you know, understandably locked in. Alone. Yeah. Yes. Even though even though it was it was completed before all this happened. Well, the fact that it gives me chills to think about it, the word is lonely days. When we talk about these days and these times. Yeah. And it, it really, like, I didn't fully cry, but I saw the rain coming down with the robot, and I heard the music, that's that middle scene, and I was, like, touched. I was misty. I was, like, Thank you. And that's when it hit that's, me with the rain for some reason. Because that was his dream. Like, his friend wanted him to leave and move on. Um, but, but, you know, he wasn't going to leave his friend. And there's something to be gained. And you take some of the sadness with you when you move on. At least that's what it you know, means to me. Like, and that's, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the good thing. Like, you take, some of the things, you take some of those things with you. With everything that's been going on and people are stuck wherever they're stuck, having visuals for their music is hugely important now. Yeah. Mostly because the audio and, and video of people playing in their houses sucks because it's just <laughs> terrible. Right. But yeah. but also now it's like I mean you just can tell more of a story now. Also you put an animators to work. I love the fact that people are making videos and and especially animation. I I we would actually it was your idea. We have an album coming out finally. Nice. Uh, maybe another five, ten years now. But <laughs> but uh, and you and he said we should do one of we should make an animated uh, video of one of our songs yeah maybe and we should check him out brad start yeah brad patullo yeah i could give you his info yeah. like yeah cool he's um, yeah he's awesome but i like the idea but i like of, the idea uh, anyways it's because there's no live music or, or there is some but it's trickling back yeah so you're right like to chuck's point i think we're finding different areas of our brain that are like appreciating like a different way of appreciating the the sound yeah what and i feel like the young people too are used to like they're they're being a visual connected yeah. Like I know somebody was, you know, it's it's all anecdotal, but I have a lot of students and like some of them, you know, they're they're explaining to me that there's no there's no listening without some kind of a visual thing to it. I think for for a lot of so I feel like I wanted to do that cuz I enjoy that too, but also just to challenge myself cuz I feel like I'm not interesting to look at. So I want to <laughs> explore ways to like make visuals to go with my music that are not me. Remember MTV? Yeah. I do. Yes. When I think of the song, when I think of any song, I think I visualize, like, uh, Every Breath You Take, uh, Police. Yeah. You can see where their faces are. Billie Jean, all I see is that, that, that lit up footprint. They're ingrained yeah. in the brain. Yeah. Ingrained in the brain. Ingrained in the brain. Yeah, so anyway, kudos on that. It's cool stuff. Thanks. Thanks. I've actually made a video for each, like, when I had that, I don't know if you, you guys had that, like, burst of... Uh, inspiration early in in COVID. Now it's all faded and it's all gone. And I'm dead inside. But before then, I had this like hermit thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in my cave and create all this. And I learned how to do Premiere Pro and I made videos for all the other songs because I want there to be a visual aspect. But so thankfully, I I learned Premiere Pro before you know getting depressed. That's quotable right there. Just dead inside. You you mentioned that you're teaching. What are you teaching? Uh, guitar. Oh, okay. private lessons oh, cool. that's what I was doing before just for myself I about I have 25 students and I'm really lucky that everyone moved with me to teach on zoom yeah. wow, so that's, but I am I am really thankful you know that I can still teach it is awesome but the fact that you can't jam together I'm really missing that like yeah. you can a little bit like if one person plays and the other one is listening they can jam along and then I just 
try not to listen to them because what, what's bouncing back is on delay. So you can have like a 1.5 jam. I don't know. You can't. But I miss the, I miss the improvising with them and, and hear, you know, being able to critique them kind of in person is... But isn't there a program that there must be something you <laughs> it's can gotta get be getting better, yeah. That makes it in sync. Smarter people than me have said it needs to be like both sides need to have some kind of fiber optic thing, or there needs to be like both sides of the video have to be some instantaneous technology. But yeah, let me know if you come across the the, the best yeah. software. It'll come. Um, it'll come soon. What, yeah. They're gonna. Someone's thinking about it now. Uh, you know the band Neighbor by any chance? That sounds familiar. You know Richard James. Mm-mm. Lyle Brewer? Yes. Okay, so Lyle. Fantastic. Um, fantastic guy. And um, well, Richard James is part of Pink Talking Fish. I don't know if you've heard of them. But they've started doing uh, drive-in shows. They did Tupelo Hall, and they just did Levitate, which isn't a drive-in thing, but they have, you know, socially distanced people. Yeah, we need there. the grown-up noise in a drive-in. That would be, I would love to do that. That is so cool that the drive-in is coming back. Yeah, I know. Like, for movies, for music. For, have I you know. been to one of the shows at Tupelo? Is it, is I ha- it good? I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. And we were going to do something there. And they said, I talked to the owner, and he was like, we, just, we can't do what you want to do because we just wouldn't be able to control. It's hard enough to control the crowd and keep them separated than to have another chaotic thing come in. Necessity is the mother of invention. People are going to figure out ways to have the band on top of a roof and people in their own little apartments on their balconies. Um, But everyone's dying, dying for live music. Yeah. 2005, step back a little bit. The grown-up noise kind of started in that mid-2000 decade, right? Yep. So, And your partner is Max? Yeah, Max Weinstein did, made this record with me. Just two of us, just drums and and then and synths and vocals. Um, Adam, the bass player who I started the band with in '05, played on a couple of tracks. But this album was basically just Max and I. But Adam and I started the band in 2005, and then you know it's expanded and contracted several times. Yeah, Adam, I like the analogy on the uh, or whatever the, the literary term is on the website. With it, you said that you had branches. Yeah. And some have fallen off. Some yep. have sprouted new ones or something like that. Yeah, the, the ones that but, sprouted nice. Like there's there's like two people in the band that are like legit famous now, and and which is exciting, and and I'm jealous and everything. <laughs> it's awesome, but it's crazy to see. I'm like, don't you forget to put you know when you make your wiki page, just give a little bit of. Oh no, I was looking at Funny. your wiki page and. <laughs> <clears throat> it's an impressive wiki page. Probably too much information. No, that's it's it's written like I would have written it. It's very just kind of matter of fact and and it's got it's kind of humorous. It's got a little wit in there. So I'm guessing you are pretty humorous. Yes, that's yeah. true. Uh, but you have an, uh, your past members. It's pretty prolific. It's pretty yeah. impressive. I think that's what really makes a band far more interesting is the band the people who aren't in the band who were you in the band. Never go to the wiki page left, for the band Boston. Left to go. Do something more impressive yeah. than the band they were in, well, that's true. and yes. then you can, yeah. Then you but there, but there, there still is a connection, and it's like I still talk to some of them, and like, hey, let's, you know, let's on the next record, let's have these family members part come back. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So there's no, so even though, <clears throat> even though it's like we never, like the band didn't like kind of break past a peak that I feel like we were all hoping for. I feel like we all still want to revisit it. It's like there's what man, that's that next album. Is is going to be the one? Like I feel like the band members remain believers to some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there that there, and also I guess I'm thankful that there wasn't like some horrible dramatic hatred type breakup, <laughs> you know, which is sadder in another way. It would be nice if there was something more dramatic, but so at least right. we're still all tight. You're keeping it alive though. You're kind of the anchor of the grown up noise. Yeah, I ha- I ha- I have to just because I'd be really sad. 
if I didn't. I would be also, a, I feel like an unhappy teacher if I didn't continue doing this. And I'm really thankful that everyone was like, keep the name and keep writing, because I was the only writer in the band. So thankfully everyone was cool with that, especially Adam. Because we, yeah. I mean, the two of us, you know, did most, most of the heavy lifting. I've noticed in, in that wiki that, uh, I mean, you worked with Dana Colley. You worked that with, I didn't awesome. even know there was a first, but there was a first cellist for the Ballroom Thieves. Uh, Rachel Gaywell, yeah, was play, play with us. And uh-huh. she was in Ballroom Thieves, yeah. But actually the first cello player in the Grump Noise was, was Katie Franich. Amazing too, right? Different. Yeah, actually we've had three cello players. But yes, uh, Rachel Gaywell, amazing. Fantastic. I, yeah. I've always wanted to play with a cello player in the band. Female or male? Perfectly female. Yeah. There's enough male. See, there I know when he says cello player, I know what he's thinking. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. Yeah, right, Chuck. Um, uh, maybe it's true. But, but yeah, I mean, I think the cello and the acoustic guitar sound really nice together. You've but, had a bunch of songs like that. Oh yeah. If you go back to the archives of when the grown up noise were. Yep. Not I think those, that's the first like uh, Gray Skies was maybe our first good song, but Oldest Running Feature was the first song that like you know people we didn't know like really liked, and it got put on a TV show, and then so and that was that sound the that dirgy cello with the acoustic, and it was like yes, that was fun. What show was it? Uh, MTV's uh, Brooklyn Real World. Didn't you have another show that you um, sold to? Oh. 90210? Yeah, 90210. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was like that was like cool that your music works really well in a high school drama. Um, <laughs> we did we weren't even sure how that got placed initially. That's our demographic though. People used to watch 90210. So you should probably <laughs> Well, this is uh, the new is? one. It was the reboot. Yes. It was the it was like the re- I don't know if you've seen the reboot one. No, I'm talking about the old. <laughs> yeah, one. the old I, one. Yeah, yeah. I have. We know I, it. Yeah. I didn't see Tell, the old one and I have to. Let us know what's that song. Maybe we can put it in the episode. uh, It's the first track, uh, Make Believe. It's the first track on the first album. social media person Natalie Bonelli wrote a song and it was on Dawson's Creek that's awesome it, it 80s kinda, was that 80s Dawson's Creek no that's 90s. 90s and wasn't that Paul Cole had like the main theme yeah for that one yeah, 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 yeah. that was in the 90s when when uh, when Paul and Beth were in their very esoteric supersonic band that's right yeah uh, yeah super cover band supersonic no, no. Uh, which one? Oh, oh, Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth. Oh, yes. Oh, Lamp Hamper Socket Blast was the name of our band. Oh, wait. Supersonic. You know what Su- song they did? Closing Time? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Could that be more different we're than gonna Sonic just, Youth? We're going to just... In, in two like minutes, this. we're going to just totally flow. topic. That's we're all just, we're we just can do, topic to topic. <laughs> wait, but I do want to ask you something. I'm a keyboard player or a piano. I don't know how to do, like, uh, the synth stuff. 
I used to like I when either. I was playing a DX7 back in the 80s. What I'm pretty amazed with is this guitar to keyboard transition of Paul. Because like I remember seeing your kids were like on the piano in the background. You're, you're writing a song on your cool upright piano. Yeah. I love that. I love how guitarists get into piano and vice versa. Piano goes into guitar. Yes. And it's a mind blowing in some sense because it's like a different way to visualize, right? Yes. A different way to write. But then, I, then you know, in this new work, I hear not piano, but I hear these really cool Moog-like synths. Yeah, yeah. That must have opened up your eyes to different stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I, I did it on purpose because it's like when the band slowly kind of dissolved. I, ha- I feel like I had to do something artistically different. I was like, okay, now's the time to challenge myself. And I had, you know, I'd written a little bit on piano, but I was like, I'm gonna write a whole album on piano. And then, then the synth kind of ideas came later, and then the synth started replacing all the piano parts. And it was just like being in another world. You know, if you're yeah. not on your home base instrument, it's a thrilling affair. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a great, it's like a safe way to cheat. But you're kind of like, you must be like a little kid. You're just yes. like, you know, because... I'm not thinking about it intellectually like I would on guitar. And not only yep. that, the, the little riffs that you have in there, they, they're almost a little childlike. With like this little, this like a little five, ten note thing. It's like a Mark Mothersbaugh kind of thing yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that I hear in there. Um, and I saw you did that video where you kind of did a review of the keyboard that you have. Oh, yes, yeah. When did was, you do that? Uh, I mean, that was a few months ago. That was oh, that was just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. that was for the album. I was like, I was like, hey, how can I, I don't know, get get some attention for this record in any way, and um, and and I was like, well, I was, I mean, it was kind of insane that that ninety percent of the sounds of the album yeah. are from the Rev too. And then so I just emailed. I started, you know, I found their Facebook pages. And I was like, hey, you know, ninety percent of my record. I'm not a synth person or a keyboard pl- player but I kind of like lived in this side, this keyboard for a year and a half. And, and what do you think? And then I sent him like a SoundCloud link and someone got back and was like, that's really good. <laughs> so it was cool to like, and they, I think they dug that it was like, Oh, that's here, a great, it's here's a brilliant a, idea. Thank yeah. you. I thank you. And it, it, it made sense to me. Cause it's like, I, that's, that's, that keyboard was my life. And I mean, so many of the songs, I, I started writing songs from those sounds. Like the last few songs kind of came from the sounds in the keyboard. And thankfully they were open-minded enough to be like, hey, let's take this non-synth, nobody-ish person and, and, and do it. So I was, I was thrilled. I was well, like, yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's a yeah, guitarist it's a playing with yeah. his non-instrument, right? Yeah. And I like how you brought the guitar into it and you just showed how you worked them together. Yeah, that was Which, the- as a guitarist myself, I am not a piano, I can't play the piano to save my life. But if I can, I have a couple pianos that I've purchased, little doodads. I have no idea how to use them. Less than even Ron, I think. <laughs> but, um, but I'd love to be able to do something on my guitar well. And then try it. And then try it with the piano. Because one thing I've noticed with the piano is that uh, it opens up so many new avenues for songwriting. A G, yeah. Playing a G chord by yourself, you're pretty much stuck there. You have a G chord playing with someone that's playing the piano. It opens up a whole new avenue of possibilities for where you're going to go and, yep. and and all that. It's I don't even know how to explain it, but um, but I love how you're using that. And it was a great video. I like that. And I like the room you were in. Is that your attic or something? Which one? For um, it had all those posters on the oh, wall. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my basement. That's your that's, basement. Yeah, that, that's where, where I wrote the album. I like it. Yeah, I saw paneling in there. Yeah, this wood paneling. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the posters, I got it's hard posters to like. Up there. You can't nail posters in. You have to use like thumb. Like wood paneling is annoyingly like firm, 
you can't like nail in there. I don't know. It, it is annoying. It's weird. It's yeah. Just, it's see, like back in the MTV days. Would be a whole you know, yeah. like now we're talking about wood paneling. Wood paneling. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not changing it though. No way. No. I had wood paneling like, growing up. I lived in the basement as a as a teenager. That's why the podcast. And uh, nice. Love the basement. There and you I go. had that old. It's like his grown up noise, like corollary. That old smooth wood paneling I had in my whole my roof floor to Yeah, we still have it. Yeah. I know we still have it, but I don't have it anymore. No, but. we have it in our house. We have a very 70s. My house is exactly my age. We were both born in 1971. Who? My house and me. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I awesome. didn't grow up there, but right. we're the same exact age. And Starbucks. But and Starbucks. Story. Oh, Starbucks is 71 too. Yeah. Oh, and one more. Uh, Amtrak. Nice. Amtrak, 1971? Amtrak, Starbucks, my house. Nice. Yes. So you actually probably Googled this. No. There's got to be a lot I, more, I, too. I take the train a lot. And I was like, huh, Amtrak, since 1971. Huh, Starbucks, right. too. Okay. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Sort of. All right. Let's end on that. No, that's not. Um, <laughs> that's what editing is for. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, one of the things, one of the words that come up a lot when people are talking about you and mostly with the Judd Gottlieb uh, article that I read, was um, that was songwriting, and uh, you know we don't really talk about songwriting a lot. And usually it's because it's just something that's like, how do you write, where do you get your ideas, and how do you write songs, and where do you approach it from? And it's it's the same old stuff that you usually get, but we haven't done it in so long. I think we should do it today. What do you think? How Ron? do you get your ideas? And where do you get your ideas from? No, no, no. no. <laughs> when people talk to you, when they people describe you as you know songwriter they bring that topic up when they point out your songwriting rather than your sound or your you know or the how you record i don't know it's just it's just a little i think it's more personal and it's such a like a great kudos it's such a you know great superlative to talk to t- say someone's a, a songwriter i mean it is nice it's definitely nice to hear because even though i've started on as a guitar player playing in bands forever and you know, being the lead guitar player in the band, being the rhythm guitar player in the band, and never once trying to sing, but eventually when I did start singing late in life and writing songs, that like relit my fire for music. So I'm, I'm never stopping now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I might have been happy kind of just always playing guitar, but the, the singing and the songwriting, the mystery in those two things is like fire f- forever for me. Is it something that you have like a equation for is it something that you sit and you do that or is it kind of just like you just let whatever happens happens yeah i kind of have to wait for the for the muses for me really? or like or like i'll write down what i want to write a song about like for leaving somerville i want to write a song about leaving somerville i'm terrible at writing about people and places and things like i wish i could do that kind of songwriting so i'm like i want to write about leaving somerville so i i get my initial idea what i want a song to be about and then i have to wait and then, because, you know, if, if I just pick up a thing and I'm like, leaving Somerville, like, I can't, nothing. So, but if, so I, I, like I try that. to get that in my uncon- in my subconscious or whatever, and then that's on my mind. Like, think about the images of Somerville. Think about le- how sad it was to leave, et cetera, et cetera. Then things start kind of barfing out. So I, 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 I think about things. I can, and I, I can't do it like writing out lyrics like a poem. I wish I could, but the melodies in my head do not link up with how those words flow. So I have to go with my vocal phrasing and then try 10 different word combinations. I know what I want to say, but I have to try different word combinations to fit inside the slide of my phrasing. Yeah, you, you, you see that. Yeah. You hear that. 
Yeah, I, I, I know how I, I know how the phrasing goes, and I know what I want to say. And thankfully, with with language and poetry, you can you can say the same thing with a lot of different wordings. Yeah. Tracing back on the time, on a practice of love, fading captains and sad, grin and snap, judgments of a beating heart. And if it's art, back in school, we will fool. Twisting words and beating drums Acting out every part Till the sun reminded us Better get to class Better bust your ass Playing pool What I think is, is kind of interesting about songwriting and someone like you is that when you switch instruments or if you started singing you can't take the song out of the songwriter you may play ukulele you may play a piano but uh, at the end of the day it's going to be like that product that comes out of you as a story yeah because I, I always found that like you know i've been you know i've dabbled with songwriting since i was like 13 years old and i've always felt that there was a there was a real phase in my life where i would just like have to get some lyrics to like match the melody and then just get it done because i've always i've always been really about the melody and about the chord structure and that's the kind of thing and it wasn't until later in life that i was like no it's more of a concept and some of those are the, the best songs i think are a melody that matches like a conceptual writing piece of writing you mean it, it, you mean it doesn't some, have to be a traditional narrative yeah because like, sometimes like you know i've i've written songs in the past that like the words sounded okay but it didn't really make that much sense. <laughs> to your point, I love the idea of a songwriter. So has um, your process changed, like over the over the? Well, I haven't written a song in probably five years or more. But uh, well, we so you wait. Together. So you kind of wait for like the muse too, or yeah. or do you have to just be like, I'm going to set aside this time to write? Well, you I, know, I could never good, do that. It's a good question. I mean, <clears throat> yes, if I set aside, if I sat, if I put aside time to write, I think there'd be those pockets of like feeling that muse and feeling it. Um, That's what we did for the album. I mean, we yeah. literally, we were writing we, sessions. Well, we went up nice. to, we went up to Vermont to talk to Ryan of Guster. Right. Nice. And then we came back and we, we were like, we got to go home. We got to go home and finish this song. We got to go. We got to go. That's right. That's right. And um, I usually never, I never scheduled something with somebody to go and sit and write. Usually it was, you know, you bring a song and then you write together. But that was the first time I had to, like, be very strict about sitting down and finishing this song. Usually my songwriting is just like, I don't know, a, a little riff comes to me that I'll write down you know, or, or record quickly. And then if the words make sense, great. I think it, I, my, my, my general idea of when I add words to something is if, as long as they sound cool, Someone will make sense of them in whatever way they want. Certainly, sometimes I have a message and I, and I right. do that. But it's not cool just all if they can sense. take it a different way. But the yeah, I'll can say be, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, they, if you know, I'll say something that's kind of esoteric, but it, it rhymes really nicely and the words are interesting. Yes. And they'll be like, "What does it mean?" I'm like, "I'm like, well, I don't like to put my thought process into your brain when you're hearing my music. I'd like yeah. you to make that decision." 
It's like you ever heard the song in the air tonight? What's that? You know, in the air tonight by Phil Collins. You in know, the air it's night. like, it, well, it means this. Wait, no, isn't, I heard it meant that. Wait, isn't that one suppo- Isn't that the one that's like supposedly oh, so about you saw a murder? Yeah. You saw somebody, or, yeah. Or is that? No, a, there's always these stories about oh, it. No one. I don't think he nobody knows. knows. Yeah, yeah. He's probably not going to talk about it. He's just going to let it run. I think he like, just made it up like Chuck. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a truck today. I was behind this big, huge gasoline truck. One of those big, big, big ones. And on the back of it, it said, "Be careful when passing gas." And big letters on it. <laughs> That's great. And I'm like, there's a song in there somewhere. Yeah. Nice. Probably one That's of Ron's funny. probably one of Ron's songs. Yeah. I took a picture of it. Wait, was. so have you, is this is this album done? It's it's been done for about two and a half years. And actually. like like mastered. It's and mastered. And we're fi- we like we started putting the album cover together and figuring it and now we're just like, oh screw it, we're just gonna put it out digitally. So Well it's um, been it's been oh, you're not so long. Do- we recorded it five years ago and in these last five years is when CDs really got not possible. Yes, to make. but so, but well, actually, well, they're to make. No, I mean, no one really. No one can listen to them because they don't have any. Maybe CD. five I years was, ago they did. I was, I will say this though, I was not going to make a CD for this album, and you would not be surprised at the people who who still wanted a CD. Oh, I still want to like, make a CD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't oh, know really? if you guys weren't going to. Yeah, and because I, I, well, I, I guess also physical. hanging with Max, like twenty somethings and lower, like they don't even know what you're talking about. And then, but then, you know, our age, like people, I, I was always, I'm so glad I made one at the last second because I am, okay. I'm surprised at how many people actually wanted, yeah, to, I, actually wanted to see I CD. want the whole Because, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't use them much. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't use them either. I mean, yeah. I don't have a CD player in my apartment. Yeah. But he just likes physical artifacts. Well, you know, I don't have not, a record player right now either, but I'll buy the album. I'll buy the, the LP rather before I, you know. Yeah. I'll listen to it on, you know, digitally, but. I mean, we talk about this, all but the it's time, nice but to have an. It's nice to have a record player at home. Like I do that a lot at home. Like, you, it's you, nice you have you have records for yeah. your. I mean, your yep. own music. Yep. Uh, no, no. In fact, like the, the the. I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to vinyl on this record. Maybe there's a there's a, there's a group of people that have expressed interest. So I'm I'm still, I'm still kind of on. The, if people still buying it on Bandcamp, which they have been, I'm kind of surprised. It's lovely. Mm. If people keep buying on Bandcamp. Then, then, then maybe I will. But of course, I'd like to spend that on like the next record. Right. It's but. not. It's not cheap. I know. So this was a more kind of. Would you call it a? Uh, I'm having a problem with my English today. Try uh, German. Uh, German. I, I don't I'm know. Worse Spanish. German, experimental. Would you call this one an experimental album? For me, yes. Backing up just a tad. Are you a prolific writer? Are you writing a lot? Are you putting a lot of things down? Not so much in the past few months, but up until then, yeah, a whole, whole bunch. So are you, but for this next incarnation of, of Paul gonna, Hansen, is it, is it uh, still experimental? Or I'm, is it yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to challenge myself again. How? For sure. Uh, I, there's, there's, two, there's two avenues I might want to go. Like I might actually, I kind of might go like totally like lo-fi, you know, and record vocals like on a 58, like and not do my like upfront thing. And you know, get some original, you know, some of the family members back, and um, I, and like I have this story about these these friends. It's like it's like uh, in my mind, it's not like the movie It, but you know how like they have this experience when they're younger and they get together when they're older. I want to do that with, without the killing and the clown, like just a group of uh-huh. friends. Come on, because your kids would love that movie. He's such a he's such a killjoy. And then, but especially the younger one, I think. Oh my Guthrie gosh. Would, would appreciate that. Yes, but. she's she's definitely the one. She's yeah. she's but, the one. But to, so you want to get like a almost like a reunion? 
May, I, uh, maybe, and then and then have it be around this, uh, like write a story and have each song coming from, like have it not, like I feel like this record was very much about me and it's like I, I want to write something that's totally fiction, like I'm writing from a story and then these characters have are singing different parts and there's someone that they can't get in touch with. Mm. So basically everyone will be writing from different perspectives, so kind of like a literary a concept album or I want to try like rapping I know that sounds insane but I've actually we've actually covered some cool Keith before rapping yeah and I want to like and I've actually taken some of the beats from this album and kind of blown out the drums Hmm. and I want to add synth parts to it and and see if I can see if I can get like a cool sounding flow now I, I will never release it if it's like embarrassing but I don't know I just from this album like you were saying I'm I'm excited to like continue to experiment yeah but keep help going. me, you guys. Let's can we keep in touch, and then you can be like Paul. Back up, back up, back up. Yeah. <laughs> the last one was good. Like I, I think I'm going to try to keep, you know, some voices around me I trust to um, just to be just to maybe throw it out and let them listen, and then have them be like green light or you know. Yeah, it's a grown up. up noise focus group. Yes. Yeah. Well, if we're a part of the focus group, I do have a suggestion. Yes, we're not. And that and that yes, is yes, you are. And that is uh, you know. If, um, I think part of the story was actually in a book that you guys that someone put together of stories on the road or something. Mm. You guys for one we, of your tours you had a um, a veggie oil powered tour for a band. couple tours. Yeah, I want to see a documentary on. I want to see like a, a fake documentary of a band going on tour. Fake? Or uh, no, like like a like a live action. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. movie about this band that goes on tour with the veggie oil power and you had like <laughs> go to restaurants and clean it and you had like a leak and you had like french fries all over the place it, I don't know what it, what it was unbelievable yeah. and to get in that book was an honor because the story was what's the name so, of the book uh, do you remember Nightma- uh, a nightmare gig from hell or something I'll send so you so there's the, a whole bunch of like yeah the whole bunch of stories, stories oh it's oh. like a vignette thing it's like really quickly the, the touring with that van was amazing because we love to tell people yes for that summer we didn't pay for gas but the quality of life was impossible <laughs> and it was so hard to like convince people in restaurants hey can we use your we had to, you had to kind of explain what you're doing and then some people are like amazing and some people are like leave my restaurant <laughs> And then we started doing this at the end. Don't tell anybody. We started, it, it became so difficult to have these extended dialogues with restaurant owners. We won't tell anybody owners. at all on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I think it's definitely out west somewhere, but we would just put on gowns and yeah. go in the back and be like, we're your grease guys. You put on like... Like a gown that makes you look like... We'll like take, we'll yeah, like give us your grease. Yeah, like because some, some people they have, you know, and a lot of times they... You know, it's basically just like disposal. They're removing it. But I told you to this survive. is a movie. This you is a, <laughs> it was bad. So basically, you stole vegetable oil. Yes. Wow. But it was like it. We 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 had to. And did uh, you smell like fries? Oh and yes. Fried foods We've, in the van. Whatever was whatever was being burned up. Uh, Thai food, Parmesan cheese. It was so we would show up to a gig late and like just sweating whatever the whatever Ugh. the grease was that was in the the back it Did was it make you oddly hungry though so, yes yeah, yeah, yeah everything it it was so surreal you may have shortened your life in some way shape or yeah form. it was wow it was <laughs> how about, insane how was your there's skin did you oh, guys yeah. get like a lot of zits and stuff oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god Man. i feel yeah. like i need a shower just thinking about it wow it was i mean there is yes there is something huh. there's a there is a whole a book or you know or Zach Galifianakis has to be in it I think oh. um, <laughs> yeah. talk a about a concept album yeah. man I love it was it literally like um, Back to the Future where he opens it up and he puts in the beer cans and stuff like that yeah and it's that a 90 it gallon metal tank yeah the beer the, the, the banana peel yeah the banana peel yep. pours the beer in first before he throws the cannon I mean pretty much and then well, it, it was exactly it. like that except it was too. 
Mr. Fusion, right. right. Oh, That's right. what it was. Yeah, basically. And then, of course, there wasn't like squeegee or something shocks built into the tank and so that's so the bumping on the road is what led to the crack and then the leak and then being you know chased by cops and then we went back and that's why you were chased by cops yes because well see cause this is taco a movie, bell, the, leak of the, oil. the leak of the oil that we did in the taco bell parking lot they said the police are looking for you and it's like how are we gonna it's kind of we stick out yeah you have a trail so we, they were like well that we said we'll come back <laughs> you have a trail of yes oil. Yes, which we didn't even know was happening at first. People were driving up to us being like, like pointing with their fingers and we're like, yeah, hey, like we're you, like, like, their car's going to explode. Yes, yes, yeah. It, yeah, that's that's how we... Uh, how long did the oil last? Was this sort of like like Hanukkah? The leak, yeah. Yeah. Did it last longer than expected? Um, yes, it, yeah. well, it depended on the, like, how dirty the grease was. Like, it would last for a long time. If it was like, for some reason, nachos or like Mexican restaurants had real clean grease. Maybe it was just from their chips. Probably. So it depended on it depended on the grease. The cleaner the grease, the, the cleaner longer the, the mo- more yes, miles. Yes, more miles. Wow. But yeah, the leak was in, the leak was insane, and then the kitty litter picking up the leak. I mean, See, yeah, there's dude, a whole, I told you there's a movie in here. It's somewhere. insane. There's a movie here somewhere. No, it's not. Yes, there is. No, I'm just saying it because you really want one made. I do. So I why don't you make one? Well, let's you segue. Should make one. Let's segue into. You should produce this. This would be I, abo- the first above the, the basement. basement. Documentary. No, I don't want to do it. Can we get someone who's have really good looking to play me? Chuck, you've been talking about documentaries for 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 four years. I know, but on but, every episode. But if I did that, I'd, we'd actually have to have a oil eating van that we'd have to do, and we'd have and you got to get it. Conver- you got to get it converted. I'd hire somebody. No, no, no. We'll say, get no. conversations with all the people. This is all reality. We don't no, need. I we're not do making a, a movie. I want to make a movie. Oh, oh do you the mean documentary. like based on a true story? Yes. Oh, I see. That's why Zach would be in it. Okay. That'd be that'd be fun because there because there it was it was insane. Before we stop, we almost ready to stop. But um, Joe's app been asking me for music documentaries. Yes. To, uh, to watch with his son. Only good ones. <clears throat> well, obviously, only good ones. Right. So I have my uh, list, but I, but but since we we're on the topic of movies and stuff, do you have a, do you have a um, couple? Gosh, there's so many good like? ones I've seen. Why aren't they coming to mind? Um, the Grown Up Grease is good. <laughs> the Grown Up Grease. <laughs> That's a good um, title. Maybe it's called American Hardcore, the one on punk. I, I love American watching Hardcore. Doc- is excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good the, one. the ones that are that don't that aren't my home base type styles. I love watching, like learning about other styles. Um, I don't know. What do you? Yeah. What do you think? I'm, they aren't coming to mind, but I, I love watching them. Well, I'm a I'm a big fan of I'm trying to break your heart. By oh yeah. The Wilco one. I'm a That's big awesome. fan of uh, Let's Rock Again, the Joe Strummer story. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the Joe Strummer documentary. It's a different one. I like Pink Floyd, The Wall. Have you heard that? That's a good one. That's not really a documentary. Oh, it's not. Sure. Watched that so many times, like on acid back in the day. <laughs> I fun. can't watch it again. It's too di- it's too disturbing for me. Yeah, I've, I want to see it again just because I feel like I know more about life and history. So I'm kind of watching those yeah. things happen and like, oh yeah, it was about his dad in World War II and all. Yeah. Like you know, I'm the imagery was strong, but I didn't. I yeah, feel like when right. I first saw it to watch it in a different. Yeah, but you, you know, know I, a little more <laughs> about, about yeah. I listened to The Wall over and over and over again when I was reading it. It's Back on. when I was like twenty years old, it's the it the book, the Stephen oh, King book, and so that that whole right. <laughs> that no whole cl- scary no book with that music in the background, it didn't yeah it scared Strange. the crap scared the crap Thing out to of do. me. And, you know, I was just I was into Pink Floyd at the time. No, but it? while reading a book, you didn't listen. You never listen to that read a book, book while listening to anything. I don't anymore. Were you but doing I did it at the, time. the same time, or you would kind of? No, like, I, was, I was I was listening yeah. to the wall while oh, reading. Oh wow, yeah, that, I, could that's you impressive. ever do that? I, I don't think so because I think I don't I'd think be I could distracted do it by one or the other. Yeah, but I was doing it then. I don't know. <laughs> wow, it maybe explains that's, a lot. Uh, 
Um, well, we'd love to. Can we have our own little concert? Will you sure. play for us? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Mr. Paul Hansen. It's good to be here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh Make some noise. <laughs> uh, let's see. Right, it looks good. Uh, the grown-up noise. Thank you. Thanks for having me here, guys. This is awesome. All right. Let's hear it.
you right Working through the night by your candlelight Such a turn of phrase in a perfect haze You sell me out this way On a moonlit night you had me throwing up on a dumb boat ride All the time you spent describing my eyes All the time you spent crafting white lies You throw in shade No sun, just a is a really great guy and it was nice to be face to face again with another human being you can see and listen to paul and the grown-up noise at thegrownupnoise.com and as always you can go to abovethebasement.com where you can sign up for our newsletter listen and subscribe to our podcast like our facebook page follow us on twitter and look at all the nice pictures we post on instagram we are everywhere from all of us at above the basement thank you for listening tell your friends Wear a mask. Remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique.